chapter 1 and 2 talks about Israelites, uh, Israel's destruction and restoration. Um, so in, in chapter 2, it begins talking about the destruction and judgment about the rich people. And in this morning, I talked about the, the richness. But in the Bible, the Bible does not accuse the richness itself as, as an evil. No. Rather, if you live by God, you will be abundant. But because you fail to believe in that, you don't believe in that, if you don't have money, your scale becomes smaller and smaller. But after I, after I scattered my first church, that was the most, um, the biggest crisis that I had in terms of material. But in other people's eyes, it seems like I was in a, such a good posture. They, even though I was in a, such a difficulty, everybody came to me to ask for help. So if you have these God's abundance in you, the poverty or the, or the status of not having money would not be the problem to you. So this is so-called um, slavery instinct. So in, in, in a word, if you live in Babylon, it's like you are begging. You are becoming a beggar in Babylon. You try to beg for for what you what you will ha uh, what you will live upon. So if you live by Babylon, you will be the beggar. There is a slight difference between people, but but it does not matter. If you live by Babylon, it means you are living as a beggar. But we are prince. We are kings. Even in Africa, I talk these kind of things, right? No matter what your circumstances is. So in, in all the nations that I go to, I tell them, are you, are you called as a servant? Then God will take care of you. Do not have another second job. And when I went to L.A., all these pastors had a second job. If you are sure that God has called you as a servant, he will take care of you. Then you should pull all your life in your pastor ministry. If you don't believe in this, I mean, how can you be a pastor? Why? Because pastor ministry is an impossible job that you can do having a second job. It's not because you have many church members. And I was like that when I had only one church member. The time that you should spend on the Word of God and praying is more than, more than, um, enough for you to spend all your life. You guys are late members. Of course, there are pastors here too. But if you are late members, if you are called by God, then you should live like that. You should pour your energy to God. And all the time that you have left, you need to use that energy to time and energy to the world. But, but you live oppositely. That's the reason why your life is, is upside down. You try to pour all your time and energy in the world and you spare a little bit of time to the Lord so, so the rain and control is on, on the world, not on God. So that's the reason why you are living according to what the word is saying. And you might say, it's because of you, you are the pastor, and you, it's because of you who, who's saying that. But when I was a late member, I used to live like that too. I did not put more than 50% of my energy in the world because my, my sovereignty is upon the Lord. When I was in a workplace, 
when I was in the workplace, when I when I uh, heard there's a schedule of a, a a seminary or a conference in the church, I told the other other uh, coworkers or the colleagues to work for me, and I went to the, those conferences. And and when I was off the work, our company um, sold the uh, merchants more more than when I was working. So so all the people who are living in 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 God should not. Uh, have the one to live by putting the energy in the world. So look, so those kind of people would eat the word before they eat eat, eat eat the meal. In the morning when they wake up, you should have enough amount of relationship, the fellowship with the Lord before you eat. This is clear evidence of, of the life that is living with God. This is not something that is extremely um, special. But but if when you focus on Him and when you pour your energy to Him, then the rest will be taken care of by God. This is the relationship between God and I. And what God requires me is that He does not require me to live as a human being, but He requires me to live like God. So because I have to live like God, he should be the one who should rule me. It's not me who's ruling myself. So all I have to do is to stand before him and to give, dedicate my time to him. If then, the rest will be taken care of by him. God will take responsibility. And it will be easier and easier. And if you still think that living by God is so difficult, then it's such a problematic thing. Well, if you just begin believing the Lord, then I, that's understandable. But but most of you here are, have spent more than 10 years in the ministry or so, right? So you need to be aware. You need to examine yourself. There's something serious in you. Right? If you think that living by God is difficult, then what, what, what else is easy? What else is easy? Living by the word? Living, living with the devils? If you want, I will send the devils to you to live with. So living by God is so, such an easy thing. And we've been talking about the richness. And so fundamentally, God has a will and desire to give this richness and abundance to us. And we are talking about this, um, um, uh, how is it called? The religion that is asking for, for the blessing. So in the religion, what came before the religion of covenants was religion of blessing. When God created Adam, he began with the blessing when God created Adam. So we need God's blessing. Moreover, moreover God created us as a creation of blessing. So without blessing, we cannot live. And we are not the beings who will just enjoy with this blessing, but, but to let this blessing flow from us. So, and, and God also wants you to give that blessing to one another. 
So it's not something that something special that Swim Ministry and Yeolong Church are doing, but but we are just following these um, scripture, this biblical biblical uh, principle. So what's the principle of the church? It is to let these blessings flow. So we believed in that, and we believe that we are the blessed beings, and we believe that church is a king that has the authority to rule over the nation. So all we need to do is to let this blessing to be flow. So to possess is it means that you don't believe in God's promise. The core principle of this blessing religion is upon who is using this blessing, not the not who is asking for the blessing. Those people who believe that they are the blessed being and to pour to one another, God will limitlessly pour the blessing to those people. He will, he will bless them with money. He will pour authority and power. He will give everything. So the problem is that people use that blessing on behalf of themselves, and they try to possess it. But all you need to do is just to let the blessing flow. So among these blessings, this abundance, the material, it's the same. All you need to do is not to possess. Then God will just pour limitlessly. He will pour limitlessly. This is the principle of God's kingdom. God's kingdom is not the kingdom of possession. It is a kingdom of rule and reign. That's the core message of Genesis 1.28, the blessing that God gave to Adam. You rule, um, conquer. So us, we believe in that blessing, and, and within that rule and reign, we allow this blessing to flow around. So to possess is such a shame for the Christians. You don't have to possess. 1 Corinthians 31 says, all, all creation belongs to me. How can you um, put all creation in your pocket, in your own pocket? Because you cannot uh, possess all that in your pocket. You let them just um, lay, lay, lay everywhere. So all you need to do is just call them whenever you need them. Then it will come to you. So tonight, the judgment toward these rich people, the core principle lays upon possession. And even they possessed in the wicked ways. So in verse 1, the reason why they should, they could not help themselves but to possess in evil ways is because they have stored their richness, abundance in in evil ways, in 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 evil um, in the way that is not by God, not about God. Woe to those who plan iniquities, to those who plot evil on their beds. So the first plan of the evil to to be um, be blossom is upon their beds. We need to explain this in terms of New Testament. So if you are in a new old self, if you are an old self status. This is an immediate status of receiving the darkness, receiving the sin. The sarks, which is the fundamental uh, characteristic of the old self, 
has a characteristic, has the system that can only draw the sins. So if you become an old self, immediately the sin begins. And in these 20 years of Zoya ministry, if you still do not understand the relationship between the new self and old self, that's an issue. That's a problem. Why? Why does the Bible says in the first John that the ones who are be born by be, be born by God will no longer commit sin? How is that possible? But surely Bible said that we can we can no longer commit sin. Because it's not about the deeds, it's, not, it's about the beings. And if you if you do not interpret the Bible in terms of beings, you cannot interpret the Bible at all. So in the world, because you commit the sin, you are a sinner. The Bible says because you are a sinner, you commit sin. So it's all about who you are, the being. So what God has solved in, in on the cross is uh, the this issue of a uh, being, the identity. So this new self does not have any system to commit any, any sin. So, so if you live by a new self, you will not commit any sin. The moment that you commit sin is you are the status of the old self. So Micah is telling you how this sin will develop in this old self status. And this is exactly the same as all the revelations that the apostles in New Testament is talking about. So I'm telling you that uh, whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, God's truth has one same flow. So when I when I preach when I preach these prophetic books, I realize that all oh, these um, the Old Testament and New Testament they are talking about the same thing. Whether I grab the Genesis, whether I grab the Revelations, they are all in one flow of life. So the Bible is talking about the same thing. It's such an amazing fact. So here, Micah is showing us how the sin is developing. So it is saying that if you become an old self, the sin will begin immediately. What is the core principle? To maintain the new self. When you die to yourself every day and to live as a new self, at a moment, the old self will lose its power completely. And within your character, within, within you, Within you, the old, uh, there will be time that these, this instinct to commit sin will be given up. How long will it take? I don't know. But, but it depends on how focused you are and how concentrated you are up, uh, on dying to yourself. This is the season. God is raising those people who are entering into this glorification, completion of predestination. So God's will is important. God is raising up those people who are completing this glorification in his plan. So, so if you are keep putting your, pouring your energy into Babylon, then it is impossible to be like that. So here, so here when the Micah says they are planning the sin on their beds, it means that they begin their old self status. The old self begin. So Israel's sin is about syncretism. 
Israel are the beings who should only think of God, whether they are sitting or standing. They should concentrate on God's word. They should keep worshiping the Lord. That's their life in the Old Testament. That's where Israel should find their joy. Why? Because through that, they're, they're meeting God. So in that sense, in that sense, the apostles are same, same, saying the same thing in the New Testament. Rejoice always. Uh, give thanks in all circumstances. Pray restlessly. You should sustain the status of, of this uh, fellowship with the Lord, whether it is being revealed as an action of ministry, action of prayer, or anything. It does not matter. So even though you are not meeting the Lord and if you are still ministering, there's, that's nothing, nothing more than action of religion. So when I'm, for example, ministering this brother, I am um, meeting the Lord who is ministering this brother. So all the things that I do is in terms of relationship between the Lord, whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, whether it's Israel, whether it's church, God is requiring the same lifestyle. It's not different. <laughs> But if you are not feeling the joy, then you should first doubt whether you are a child of God or not. Prayer must feel happy to you. Worship must feel happy to you. Ministering must feel happy to you. And if you fail to find joy within those things, then you should feel, you should feel serious. And when I, when I have pastors in front of me to say something, I tell them... Oh, <coughs> All the things the pastors need to do is just to stick, stick in church and to pray for the souls and, and fall yourself into the word and pray like five or six hours every day. I mean, if you don't like doing that, then don't be a pastor. If you hate doing that, why, why out of all the jobs you want to be a pastor? In terms of New Testament, Bible is asking the same lifestyle from the lay members and to the pastors. Well, there's a little difference and because the pastors would have a higher standard of holiness, but, but fundamentally, Holy Spirit will require us the same life. So examine yourself whether your prayer life is happy. In all circumstances, your prayer must be happy. If you are not feeling that, then you should repent. It means that your flesh is completely reigning uh, over you. Are you happy? Is, is this worship happy to you? There are many of you whose faces are not. There are many of you who are making faces like, Oh, I wish the sermon will be over soon. In Yerbang Church, they have this weird unbelief. They feel happy when, when the worship finishes soon, quicker than the others. So our church must separate these, these worships. Those people who want short worships, between those people who want short worships, Pastor Yoon Jung Kim, bring those people who desire to have these short worships. No, it's impossible. So even if you, if you have worship all day, all night long, you should feel happy. Why? It's not a matter of time, but because you are meeting the Lord, you should feel joy. This is all action of new self. So when you become a new self, you, you will be able to live like that. So this is how the new self is designed. Jesus fulfilled everything. He has accomplished everything. 
and he planted this new self within us through his life, through his ministry. And oppositely, what is this old self about? This old self cannot do anything else but to draw the sins and the world. So the syncretism in Israel, because they are in this old self status, they are, they cannot help themselves about to receive this world. So in the worldly manner, they are trying to receive God's word and to understand God's word. And with these evil methods, they are trying to receive that. It's not like a serious evil that we are looking at, but this is a casual, ordinary life of the people who are living in the world. This is a common thing that is happening in the world right now. But rather, the, those people who are living by the kingdom of God will call this life of life of an animal. And when you are in the center of Babylon, you become a person who cannot survive without killing others. So what matters to you is to live by kingdom of God. Why? Because Babylon cannot live without killing others, without devouring others, because it, it has a limitation of resources. So, so if someone takes away something from you, then you should starve, because it is lacking the power. So if you... So as long as you should uh, have you as long as you have this power you should use that power as much as possible and Babylon has lack of wisdom so they should uh, utilize their, their wisdom as much as possible but in kingdom of God they have no limitation of wisdom no limitation of material no limitation of power so what that what matters is not about whether I should do or not but what matters is whether it's God's will or not that's kingdom of God but because Israelites become old self here, these rich people became old self, so they receive Babylon right away. This is planning, planning, plotting evil. They think, oh, how should I store more? How should I buy more by killing that person? And they are plotting this kind of evil things on and on. If you're an old self, these lifestyle of Babylon is keep moving uh, within your head, keep circulating. So look, what's the clear distance between um, living by the Spirit and living by yourself? If you live by the Spirit, it's not like your, your thoughts that are moving you, but rather um, the Word and the blood and the, the water will flow within you. If you don't understand, that's a serious problem. But if you live by Babylon, your thoughts will move you. What should I do? How can I do this better? How can I eat more? How can I beat that person? You are keep using your brain. So look, those of you who are keep using your brain, it means that you are keep living by your old self. It means that you are immediately receiving the Babylon. You are keep going into this flow that you are worshiping the power. This is the stage that where you are plotting the evil. So our goal, our fight is our fight lies on um, whether it's whether it's old self or new self. So look, so if you are old self, immediately the sin begins. Whether you have committed a sin or not, it does not matter. It's a matter of time. But the stage already begins. Stages of sin already begin by becoming an old self. So, in, in order to commit sin, what should you do? Just to choose the old self. 
then this power to commit sin will keep grow and grow. So you will have stronger power of sin in you. You keep absorbing this power. Through Babylon, you keep receiving and this, accepting this power. So look, you will have many evidences. But normally, if you have new self in you, more than anything else, your prayer will be stronger and your prayer will be easier. If you pray, even if you pray five or six hours, it'll be within the blink of an eye. Well, maybe it's not five or six hours for you, but um, you know you would not feel an hour of prayer as a long thing. This is an evidence of a new self. But if your old self is becoming stronger and stronger, more than anything, your prayer will be difficult. Oh, there are I mean, one and two. There are so many people here. I mean, your prayer will be difficult and difficult because you will say the same thing over and over. And if you look at the watch, you will say, oh, it's only 10 minutes that I passed. But if you are a new self, you don't know what you have been praying for. But when you open your eyes, you feel like, oh, already, already an hour has passed. So our battle lies on whether you will uh, strengthen the old self or the new self. This is clear. Prayer is the reaction of faith that is the most sensitive to the old self or to the new self. So if, if prayer is easy for you, that means that's an evidence that your old, new self is being strengthened. And if you doze off five minutes after you begin praying, it means that you are, your old self is strong in you. So let's continue. This is a stage of plotting evil. This is something that I said in um, Sermon of Romans. And if you begin receiving the word by old self, world by old self, this is time when, in, in terms of Romans, that the, the rule of death will, will be present. But when we live by God, the reign of life will be present in you. I'm talking about Book of Romans. I'm reminding you about message of Romans. And if you live by the old self, we are entering into the reign of death. I mean, you should at least know whether you are under the reign of life or death. So if you are under the reign of death, what kind of manifestation uh, happens? First, first, your structure of heart will be broken, will break down. What does this mean? Reign of death is not something, a very superstitious, miraculous thing, but it's a practical event that is happening within me. It means that as the time of this reign of death becomes longer and longer, it means your life is getting closer and closer to this death and darkness. This is something that I keep emphasizing over and over again. Uh, when you become an age as of mine, and I've been under the reign of God for 33 years, right? If you become around age 60 like me, then my life is under the flow of going into the uh, life, Sabbath of life. So it is not right for me to despair in some sort of problem is in my life. I'm not saying I don't have any problem in my life, but but what I'm saying is that it will know it will never become despair to me you know, because of those things. 
It is impossible for me to despair because of money. No, this is Sabbath. Because I've been, I've been under, I've been under the reign of life. I've been receiving this power to to um, overcome those things. But oppositely, conversely, if you have been living under reign of death until my age. Conversely, you will see everything as as problem in your life. Money will be problem. Everything will be hindrance to you. So listen well. The reign of death is not just an imagination, abstract imagination, but is a rather a practical, practical decision of life that will form your life. So in your youth. Those, of the, those people who realize this and receive this in their youth are the ones who are blessed. And if you try to um, turn your life around in my age, then it will be too late. In Ecclesiastes, um, before you say that uh, the, the life is hopeless, you should remember your creator. There will be time that you will regret on your life and say, oh, my life was meaningless. If you if you live under the reign of death, so you should not put your energy in, in the world in your life. And many all the people in the world misunderstand that they will uh, they should live like that so that they could prepare their future. But what matters is that in under which reign will you live? And us we need to live under the reign of life. We should never go under the reign of death. So first of all. So first evidence of reign of death is that your heart structure of your heart will break down. So we have a spiritual function which is um, uh, intelligence, emotion, and will, and they form a mindset. And through the decisions of mindset, it will determine our action. Uh, and you guys all know, understand my human anthropology. So I'll, I'm saying this briefly. So when we are under the reign of life, these functions, these three functions are moving according to the relationship of life. God, this God-knowing knowledge will keep moving in us. We will have love of God. We have a will to um, let go of the things that God does not want. So, so, so the truth will move within my mindset. But conversely, if you are under the reign of death, all these things that enjoys the Lord, that finds joys, that find happiness in, in the Lord will break down. And as I said, uh, you will not enjoy your prayer. You will f find the worship boring. You will find the, the sermon lame. This is the evidence that your heart is being breaking down. Not only your emotion, but all this structure in your spirit is not going into the flow of the Lord. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you will experience these kind of things. You are happy to dedicate yourself to the Lord. It is good for you to, uh, you are happy offering yourself to the Lord. And within the relations of the brothers and sisters, you are enjoying to sharing these blessings and grace. But when you're under the reign of death, uh, then you will begin rejecting those kind of things. 
So when the time comes, you should correct that immediately. You should turn yourself to the Lord immediately. But if you uh, let that, that state of stand, stand there, then, then it will weaken your spirit. It means that your spirit will lose, begin losing the power. It means that your new self will lose the power. So, so the power to draw all the things that God enjoys will be weaker. You used to have the desire to live in the center of the Lord, but because you have a weak power and rather you have a stronger selfishness in you, this is, this is the evidence where you have created your own nations. This is the selfishness. This is where your nation begins, where your kingdom begins. And if you let those status sit there, just sit there, then you are keep strengthening that status. That's, the, that's where these functions of the spirit is being weakened. So fundamentally, human beings are not, the, not, not created by the things who will understand by studying something. God did not create us in that way. When we live in God's way, the intelligence itself, the wisdom itself will come to us and let us know. I have clearly experienced this. God created all these creations, and they and God brought all those creations before Adam. And God uh, and Adam named those animals not because he has learned and studied, and without any confusion, he called all of them with the names. What if he confused all those names? Then, then the day we are living would have such a confusion. We would call the pigs and elephant. But Adam never confused the names that he has named the animals. This is the intelligence itself. And when we, when we receive God's love, uh, it's not like we are trying so hard to receive His love, but when we receive His love, we can love one another. And it's not our will that we try to refuse the word, but you become someone who hates the word. And the, the resistance in you that is resisting the word of God will be zero. This is a spiritual status when, that you will have when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. But because you, you are under the reign of death, this kind of spirit and this kind of power will be weaker. And distinctively, you will become self-centered. This is a stage where your own kingdom will begin. When you reach this kind of stage, then your prayer life will be very um, just just formal, and your amount of time that you spend on your prayer will be uh, distinctively uh, little. The habits that you are eating the word will break down. So in my daily life, I have this pattern of the Holy Spirit that is guiding me. Usually I wake up around 2 or 3 a.m. When I have a late night ministry, then I, I don't, don't, 
wake up like that but at least uh, when I wake up 2 to 3 3 a.m. then I pray until 8 or 9 o'clock and then I meditate upon book of Psalms or Proverbs and when I read the book of Proverbs God's wisdom will be uh, renewed in me and when I read the Psalms, uh, God's law will be poured within me through the Psalms of David. And these kind of patterns are keep moving in me. But when the rain of death tries to come into me, this tension will be loosened. It becomes so difficult for me to pray these six hours. Sometimes I don't even pray. When I read the Psalms and Proverbs, um, I don't receive lots of grace by reading that. This is evidence of the people who, who are under the reign of death. Well, there are differences between people. Let's say our brother here, if he's under the reign of death, um, he continues to receive the influence of the world and he cannot restrain himself. But he's completely different now. During Costa Rica conference, even though he was tired, every morning he jogged for 10 kilometers per day. Anyways, continue. So this weakening of the spirit will take place when you're under the reign of death. And if you... For example, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, for example, if someone bought, bought a new clothes, then it will never become a temptation to you. Rather, you will be like, Oh, if I had that, that amount of money, I will offer to the Lord. But if your spirit is weaker, weakened, Oh, I envy that, that, that girl. How... How nice would I have that money? <laughs> I said that girl, but he, he used the curse word. And he has the translators. Did you translate these swear words? <laughs> but anyways, because your structure of your heart will change by receiving this reign of death, you will be like that. And when your spirit is becoming weaker and weaker, you will be more sensitive to the world. When you see something good, then you will be like, oh, I want to have that. And when you see a pretty person, oh, how nice if I live with that, that girl. And this kind of um, spiritual actions will be very active in you. Why? The new self is the one who is died to the sin, but the old self is not. So these spiritual actions will be active in you. But the reign of life is opposite. 
It has a relationship with the only spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. So this spiritual action is only um, active in terms of relationship with the Holy Spirit. So there is a clear distinction between the reign of death and reign of life. If you don't find any distinction between this reign of life and death, then it's a clear evidence that that person is not living by the Holy Spirit. Only because you're living by the Holy Spirit, you will see this distinction. But because you are living by the self-centeredness, selfishness, you should not, you would not find this distinction. These kind of people will not find and think that having the thoughts and desire to possess something is an evil. But if someone is under the reign of life, whenever they have this kind of desire in them, then that kind of person will uh, immediately repent and say, Oh Lord, I have allowed the, the old self to work within me. So this difference will be clear if you're living by the Holy Spirit. So as I always emphasize, I keep telling you to sustain your righteousness. What does that mean? It means that you should always filter what you are seeing and what you're feeling. The blood, the precious blood is keep working within you. So, so no matter what kind of circumstances you're in, you should be able to repent and you should be able to wash them with the precious blood. So you don't allow a chance to create any evil to be created in you. This is the characteristic of the people who are under the reign of life, under the reign of Holy Spirit. You, just, you don't live according to your own will. It's not like what I'm trying to do, but, but because Holy Spirit came to indwell in me and God has put the precious blood in me, I should be able to recognize this. So, for example, if I watch the movie for like three hours, what's dangerous about that is that all the spirit that has been moving for all these three hours that I've been watching the movie will activate the things in you. So, so within those three hours, within those three hours, the function of the blood power of the spirit will not move in you. So you, you are, you are disarmed. But because this power of immorality is keeping stored in you, that you you are just um, just instantly being act activated by that. It's not a coincidence. So, for example, if if there's a there's a materialistic problem to those people whose spirit is not weakened. Do you think it is possible for that kind of person to fall down because of that kind of issue? No, it is impossible. So Bible always said that what matters is the inner spiritual warfare, not the superficial warfare. Those of people who have um, cleaned their inner self will never draw these, these dung flies. So when this precious blood is moving in me, it means that it is deleting, it, it is erasing the power and effectivity, uh, effectiveness of the sin itself. And it will never create the bitter, bitter roots in, in me. And it will help us to react to God's will easily. It will allow us to react to the Holy Spirit easily. Amen?
So do not allow the rain of death to be present until you you weaken your spirit. And as you as you continue to allow the rain of death to continue to you, and the most part that is being influenced in your spirit is your will. You begin begin giving up on your will. You begin giving up on your will to pray. I want to dedicate to the Lord. I want to pray. This kind of will will die. What does this mean? It means that the power to reject and rebel against the Lord is becoming stronger and stronger. But when we are under the reign of the life, uh, conversely, our power to accept the Lord will become stronger and stronger. But on the other hand, because you are under the reign of death, you will not have any rejection toward the world, toward the enemies. So first, so the first thing that will be damaged in your spirit is your will. In terms of relationship with the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? It means that you will lose your self-restraint. What does that mean that you, you lost your self-restraint? It means that you lost the wisdom. What does that mean you lost the wisdom? It means that you lost the understanding. It means that you lost the brightness. It means that you lost the intelligence. You lost your self-restraint. They are in, in one package. So because you lost the wisdom, foolishly, you, if you go this way, you will go into darkness. Because you don't see God's light, you just go in there. There are many of you who are like that. Because you are so exposed to the reign of death, you lost your self-control, self-restraint. If God does not want you, you will be. You should be able to pause right away. But according to your desire, you keep moving and moving because you have strong power to resist the Lord. I mean, if you fail to understand this, then that's a serious issue. You least you need to at least understand this. And and finally. And finally, you allow the dark um, status to stay in you. You should be able to um, maintain your righteousness. But because you are so exposed to death, repentance will be lame to you. You will, you will fail to maintain the righteousness. And when you lose the righteousness, it means that you become the person that cannot meet the Father. Then you will just live according to your own method. So this is the reign of death. And this is an important message, so we will look. Ephesians 4.17. Ephesians 4.17. Let's, let's turn to Ephesians 4.17. Maybe you are aware of that already, but, but for those who have forgotten what uh, Ephesians 4.17 says. So this is a core principle about the reign of death. Um, so <clears throat> that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the fertility of their thinking. So fertility here is a term that is used in, in idolatry. It means that you're receiving the word. Just like Micah, you're in the stage of plotting the evil. As you become an old self, you become right away in the stage of plotting the evil. Old self is a being that came from um, um, existence of Cain. So if you are an old self, you automatically receive the world. 
I mean, it's not like whether you can choose, be, choose to be or not to be. No, it's automatically you will be in the world. Because the old self will be strengthened through the world. For example, there, there are people who will get strengthened when they go shopping. Raise your hand. <laughs> Raise your hand. There will be a lot. <laughs> I mean, you should at least go, um, go, go eye shopping to, to feel alive. There are many of you, right? <laughs> right? But because you don't have much money to spend on, but at least you should satisfy your eyes to, to go, and, go and see. Did I, did I uh, poke you in, in a critical spot? <laughs> This is because you are living by the essence of the old self. You immediately receive the world. But, but we are the being who will receive the power only by God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But if not, it means that you are being strengthened by something else. And there are people, uh, when they, they get strengthened when they uh, put all their effort. It's legalism. This is all self. If they don't do something really hard, they feel very anxious. They need to do something. They need to do some kind of work. If you become like that, then it's a serious thing. So look, when you pray, when you pray, you need to enter into the presence immediately. I'm talking about the normal spiritual status. And, and being able to pray for a long hour, that's, that depends on the people. But at least you should be able to um, pray at least one hour not being shaken. But after five minutes, you think, oh, did I turn the um, gas stuff off before I came out or something? Uh, that means that your spiritual status is, is in a very serious um, status. It means that you are not in spiritual fullness. And those of you who are dozing off right away after you begin praying, then you are in a critical status. It means that you are in a clear uh, you are under a clear reign of death. It means that your strength of your old self is very strong. So you need to e examine yourself. Verse 18, they are darkened in their understanding. And these kind of people sustained the reign of death until now. So, so they are beginning to lose their wisdom. So they cannot distinguish whether God wants this or not. So they begin to get hardened and they begin to activate their ignorance in them. Because they are not under the reign of life, they are being hardened. And it becomes difficult for them to receive something from God because they are being hardened. So they are separated from, from God's life, life of God. They cannot go into the reign of life. And they become um, having lost all sensitivity. They, they lose the power to react to the Holy Spirit. Then they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. 
so they become they are establishing their own nation completely so I'm summarizing all the message that I preached in the book of Romans so if you see yourself going to this kind of status then you need to turn yourself right away to the repentance I'm not talking about this extreme high level of spirituality but fundamentally if you're living by the Holy Spirit when you when you sense that oh this is something that God is not pleased with you should be able to distinguish this right away and one out of a hundred there might be something that you will not sense right away but but in most cases in most cases you should be able to realize oh this is something that God wants this is something that God does not want this should be clear and if, if God is not pleased with it right away then you should be able to pause immediately or you should be able to repent right away at least these kind of flow of righteousness must be clear in you but if the reign of death is becoming longer and longer you will lose this brightness and you will lose the sensitivity toward the Holy Spirit and then and then you just let let all the world to penetrate in you limitlessly if you are in this kind of status um, do fasting do not fast long maybe um, do 40 days fasting that's enough amen <laughs> let's continue uh, I'm worried whether we can finish the verse 1 <laughs> tonight. So uh, let's go back to Book of Micah again. And they say they plot evil. When they become an old self and when they allow the reign of death to stay with them, then finally they become a status to to um, to bring the evil to an action so in the Bible when we say an evil it means that you are prepared to do out of your own deed your own want of course because the limitation of resource because of the limitation of the circumstances because the time is not right you might not be able to um, put those evil into an action but if you find the chance you are prepared to do it right away I was um, in LA when this um, uh, riot happened when this riot happened those uh, well-educated people, so-called well-educated people, such as lawyers and doctors, they they broke into those shops to rob those um, those ele uh, electronic devices. So in in regular life, because because they are honored in the society, they don't do those things. But because they had chance, they had power to do those things. Um, they they put those things in action. 
so so in in reality it seems like you can choose whether you can you will commit sin or not but it's not upon you if you're living by the old self it has the the it is authoritative and it is all by the plans of the enemies so I am not the one who is choosing to commit sin or not I'm only the one who has the power to do it this is a stage of plotting the evil you are preparing something to do something in an action and these kind of people are sensitive to all these spirits in the world to greed, immorality, world if you have created your own world in you you will have this um, life of death within you you will have lots of serpents in you snakes why? because you created your own nation and you have not solved this state of darkness you should have cleansed yourself with the precious blood until now and these kind of people what's their characteristics they are easily being shaken they go between heaven and hell heaven and hell they are becoming angry and not angry and not they believe it if they don't believe it believe in not believing it they go up and down up and down this is characteristic of the people who have created their own world they don't have the flow to keep in step with God in a, in a good quietness they pray and they don't pray they receive blessing they don't receive blessing they become angry and they don't they're not angry they despair and not they become sad and they become happy they go up and down up and down all the time no if it does not apply to you then it's good but anyways it's, it's, so look at morning's light they carry it out because it is in their power to do it if you choose the old self and then if you begin um, storing the power after the night is over that evil will become characterized in you a book of Ephesians Senses 2 if you do not solve anger over the night then, then you should uh, you should not be like that e Ephesians 4.27 says that uh, 4.26 in your anger do not sin do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold so so the, this anger must be sold within a day but if you fail to do so these enemies will build a foothold in you stronghold in you to, to toward certain kind of evils they will become a stronghold in you but such as anger and such as watching the porn at a single instance it will may make a stronghold in you this is a uh, very dangerous um, dangerous thing and because you are having the channels of the world through cell phone you should at least have two or three strongholds within you if you have more than two bitter roots in you, uh, legally, legally these devils can make strongholds in you to, to dwell in you. 
This is your spiritual status. So what's the evidence of that? Just as I said, you're going up and down, up and down. You despair, you become happy. You receive grace and you fail to receive grace. You pray, you fail to pray. Emotionally, you go up and down, up and down. It means that you, you have the stronghold in you. Fundamentally, those people who do not have the stronghold, who are not under the reign of death, uh, if not they are in this um, fast growth, they are keep going upward and upward and upward. They are keep, they are keep this speed steadily. They are keep maintaining this grace. And on their face, they do not have despair or sadness. They keep shining their light because they are looking at the Lord. I'm not talking about Pastor Cho who has dark skin color. <laughs> Pastor Cho is not here. But anyways, because they are keep looking at the light of the, from the Lord, so becoming sad is such a dangerous sign. Having a dark, um, dark facial expression is a dangerous sign. It's not like something good is happening to you, but because you are meeting the Lord, you should always have the light on your face. Amen? I'm telling you about these, these image uh, of your spirit. So over the night, you will, you will have the power to carry out the evil to the action. So when when the devils um, uh, light up this 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 uh, when when the devil motivate you you will begin carrying out the power right away the action right away. So so because you uh, have characterized this spirit of the world in you. Um, and you become happy for a while and you fall into despair right away just like a, a crazy person you go up and down up and down loco crazy continue understand do you guys understand let's continue so it's almost over <laughs> So, um, woe to those who plan iniquity. And people, they store this evil of all self, which is, which is not directly status of the judgment, but, but God is angry toward the old self status. We'll talk about this later. So, in, in, in verse 3, Therefore the Lord says I am planning disaster against this people. So look on the moment that these rich people plotting evil on their bed, as soon as they became the old self, God immediately began his anger toward them. And toward their evil, God is planning, planning God's judgment. Many people say God is God of love, but God does not love the evil. 
The only plan that God has toward the evil is His judgment. And even immediately, when you become an old self, the only emotion God has toward that old self is wrath. And if you do not solve that old self as soon as possible, this plan of judgment will begin and God will begin carrying out those judgments to you. This is the only heart that God has toward the old self, to, to the evil. And with all his sacrifices, God solved all our issues of sin, right? So to the Israelites in old self, it was a serious issue for them to commit sin even though his judgment was not upon them yet. But in the New Testament, who are we? We... God already solved every issue of sin for us. But if you do not choose that, and if you choose to commit sin again, then you are in a serious um, status. If you don't choose the status of love, and if you choose others' love, and it means that you are choosing to live according to your own desire. New Testament is designed to, to be lived by the principles of grace. But if you do not choose that grace and if you continuously choose to live by sin, it means that your standard of judgment will become more strict. So the only way that we could live is under His grace. It's not you can choose between, between two. The only option that we have is this grace. You should not lose this. Do not forget this. I'm not talking about if you fail to do so, something scary will happen to you. But grace is the best thing that you can have. I mean, being able to um, giving away the best thing and to live with such such meaningless thing is only only possible because you don't know how precious that is. Let's say if a beggar became a prince and if he enjoyed everything about the prince, do you think it is possible for him to uh, willingly return to his beggar status? No. It's the same to us. If we understand what His grace is, we can no longer return to our beggar status. We cannot return to the worldly status. Only thing that we can choose is to receive His grace. Let's continue. Verse 2. And what kind of sins are being committed? They covet, they covet fields and seize them. It's not like they have taken away those fields with forces, but with all the methods and powers, they are taking away those things, and they are taking away the houses. These things are happening in, in today's life, right? 
They defraud people of their homes. They rob, they rob them of their inheritance. It, it means that they have made the house, uh, the, the fathers of the houses as their slaves. And, and their inheritance, these inheritance are the lots, lots that God has given to those tribes. And, and these evildoers, they are even taking away these from the people. And you think, how is it possible for people to commit such a serious sin? But as I said, if you are in the old self, it is not your decision or your choice to commit sin. But if you look at the Bible and you might think, oh, they have committed such a serious sin. But this is an ordinary daily life that is happening in these days. So if you're living in Babylon, you cannot survive without devouring others, without killing others. But the only way that we could live is by the kingdom of God. Verse 3, therefore the Lord says, I'm planning disaster against these people. The moment people begin planning the evil, God is planning his judgment too. I'm saying this again. The only response to the evil for, of God is judgment. So unsolved sin must, be, must pay the price, whether it has been committed 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whether you committed that sin 30 years ago. Unsolved sin must pay the price. So look, when we believe in the power of the blood, and to repent is that important. Some, some, some evils, let's say, if you have committed some kind of sin 30 years ago, and if you have not solved that sin, do you think that sin will just stay there and not do anything for 30 years? That might happen, but there's a little possibility of to, that to, uh, to happen. The sin will expand itself in you, and it will have more influence in you. And when this kind of thing bursts out, many people will not understand, how can these things uh, happen? But, and they say that, oh, how can this result? But, but this is possible. So what matters to you is, is to sustain your righteousness. And when you live by the Holy Spirit, you will not leave those evils behind. You will not let the power to stay in you to commit those kind of evils. You will not allow the evils to be received in you that easily. So remember that. The only plan for God against the sins is judgment. And God said, God said, from which you cannot save yourselves. You will no longer walk proudly. So they act proud because they have money, but God will take those away. For it will be a time of calamity. Why? Because the amount of sin has reached to the judgment. So the only result they have is judgment. So we should not, at all costs, not store the power of evil within me. We always need to receive by faith that I have died on cross with the Lord and and even, even the motivation of sin must be repented within, within me. 
then you will have rarely any problem living with the Lord. Verse 4, in that day, people will ridicule you. And God says he has, he has a um, ridiculous heart toward you and a uh, mournful song. So ridiculing, it means that just as Habakkuk said, everyone can know what, what the evil of Israel is. But only one who does not understand what that is, is the Israelites. People are mocking them. But at the same time, God will feel mournful toward that. Why? Because he has to put judgment, poor judgment upon his own children. We are utterly ruined. My people's possession is divided up. He takes it from me. Which means they will be kicked away to the land of Canaan. This is decision of God. When God decides something, no one can change it. We should not have this kind of relationship with God. God is the one who is responsible for our life. But if we have the relationship that God is taking everything away to us from us, then, then that's a serious thing. And he assigns our fields to traitors. It means that he will, he will uh, turn, turn, turn the Israelites into slaves. So when we are living by God, we should not calculate it whether we should not calculate whether we are a right being or not because of what we have or not. But what we should value is our relationship between the Lord. I have money, I have achieved this, I know this. This kind of thing does not allow us to set our relationship between the Lord. Only thing that matters between the relationship between the Lord is the holiness. And our only relationship must be um, examining our righteousness before Him. And when you are keep living in the world like that, you don't have to live a life that you are striving to do something out of your own effort. This is the principle of life that God has created in me from the beginning. There are some of you who are questioning in me, how is that possible? But those people who are living, living in terms of grace would even question you again, how is it possible to live like you? Not being able to pray for a word, not being able to rejoice in the Lord, not being able to pour everything before the Lord, just trying to live by your own head, own brain. How is that possible? And when I, when I answer, I will say, this is possible and that is also possible too. It is possible for some of you to live with your own thoughts and it is possible to live by the Holy Spirit only. I, only, I always say it is possible to live by the Spirit, live by your flesh, live by your thoughts. They are all reality. So if you always consider living by the flesh is real and living by the Spirit is not real, you should not live like that. We all should live by Spirit. Let's continue. Verse 5. Therefore, you will have no one in the assembly of the Lord to divide the land by lot. What does this mean? 
in our terminology, there is no church who will inherit the God's inheritance. In Israel, there is no one who is holy enough to receive his inheritance. Verse 6 to 16, uh, there appears the corruption of religion and the judgment. Verse 6 and 7, do not prophesy, they, their prophets say. What does this mean? A true prophet must foretell the stories, uh, foretell the words of the, uh, of the Lord, but they tell these prophets not to prophesy. It means that they don't want to hear the word of God. In the prophetic books, what's the core principle of, what the core message or the core reason of the Israelites' corruption is they do not want to hear the word of God. If you become the old self, you begin rejecting the Lord and you begin not listening to the Lord. Because you are living by the old self, you fail to listen to God's word. If you live by the new self, you will be able to listen to the word. In book of Zechariah chapter 7, there appears the word. Um, there appears the corruption of Israelites too. Book of Zechariah chapter 7, what's the uh, fundamentals of their, what's the core message, nuclear of their corruption? Um, verse 11, but they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly, they turned their backs and covered their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the word that as the Lord Almighty has sent by his spirit through the earlier prophets. And through his word, you need to cultivate your heart continuously, but because you fail to listen to his word, your heart is becoming hardened and hardened. And all these sufferings and tribulation comes from not listening to the word of God. And it applies to you the same. If you fail, if you're beginning to not listen to the word of God, it's such an alert. Are you listening to the word of God? Do not prophesy about these things. This grace will not overtake us. And people are saying, why are you keep saying about this distracting sin? And they are even calling the prophets uh, the disgrace, prophecies of disgrace. So, so I said the spirit is being weakened. When spirit is being weakened, then you begin to choose whether you want to receive God's word or not. You try to listen only the things that you are pleased with. And then, the, if your spirit is becoming weaker and weaker, then you will, you will confront God's word completely. So those of you who are trying to choose only things that you want to hear, it means that reign of death is completely um, becoming prominent in you. Only the good soil, good soil are the ones who only welcome God's word, whatever is being proclaimed. If you are a picky eater, you will lose your health. It's the same. The characteristic of the people who, who is under the reign of death, you will be a picky eater of the word of God. Verse 7, you descendants of Jacob, should it be said, does the Lord become impatient? Does he do, so, does he do such things? And when, when the word impatient, the word impatient has three meanings. First, it means you are shortening something. But even though God is having his judgment, he is patient. But 
On the spot when, where we choose the evil, God begins planning the judgment. But He's not the one who will be patient until the end. But Israelites, they are so proud and they, say, they are so arrogant. They say, oh, well, God is a patient God. He will wait for us until the end. Of course, we are not always fearful toward God's judgment. But we should not lose a sight from the Lord that He is always a fearful God toward the evil. This is the reverence. But the Israelites lost this reverence toward the Lord. Impatient, this word has another meaning of having your heart hurt. Because God is a loving God, God would not hurt us. Israelites will say like this. Even though God is God of love, but at the same time, He's God of justice. He is a God who will surely, He is God who will surely bring judgment over evil. And one more meaning of impatient is lacking the power. But God is God of God of um, God is an omnipotent God. He will not allow the enemies. In terms of righteousness, God will protect them. But if they are in, in the evils, Israelites will not be protected. They are misunderstanding who God is. What is Micah saying about this? Do not my words do good to the ones whose ways are upright. Micah is upright before the Lord, right? Verse 8. Lately, my people have risen up like an enemy. You strip off the rich robe from those who pass by without a care. So Israelites should help the, the wayfarers and, and the widows. But just like people who are doing the war, they are stripping off the robes of the people who are passing by. They are completely refusing God's tzedek. Verse 9, you drive the women of, the, of my people from their pleasant homes. Just like taking away the houses, they are kicking out the widows. You take away my blessing from their children forever. To the children of Israel, they should pour the dignity of God to them, but even the blessings that these children have, they are taking away those blessings. Verse 10, get up, go away, for this is not your resting place. God is beginning his judgment toward them. Land of Canaan is land of Sabbath and rest. But they cannot, they can no longer stay there. Why? Because they are not holy people anymore. Because it is defiled. It is ruined beyond all remedy. Israelites, becoming Israel is only possible when they sustain the holiness. God's church, becoming God's church is only possible when they sustain and maintain the holiness. If their holiness is being taken away, then there is no meaning for the church to exist. Verse 11. If a liar and deceiver comes and says, I will prophesy for you plenty of wine and beer, that would be just the prophet for the people, for these people. This is the, the first pro false prophet who will say only good things, only the blessings. And Israel will be pleased with that person. 
No, the righteous person must point out the evil, must point out the sin. If you, if you don't point out the sin, then you will be a false prophet. Israelites have corrupted so much, they only want these false prophets. And they even call the real prophets not to prophesy, not to correct their sins, not to mention about the repentance because they don't need that. They refuse the word. Verse 12 and 13. This is the message of restoration. God will bring judgment over them, but God, will, God has a plan of restoration too. I will surely gather all of you, Jacob. They will be scattered and become slaves, but God will gather those people again. Who, who is God gathering? They are gathering together the remnant of Israel. So all the Israelites were, were judged and, and, and they scattered. But among them, God um, allowed the remnants to remain. Within the corruption of Israel, there were people who were mournful because of those corruption. Those are people who desired to sustain the holiness. They were the remnants. And God will gather gather them together. For 2,000 years, he has been gathering this remnants. And at this end time, he is still gathering this remnants. And through these remnants, God is preparing his kingdom. And you should believe that you are these remnants. And if you should not lose this dignity, this worthiness. At this end time, at this end time, not all the church will, will welcome the Lord. Only the few remnants, only few people will prepare this glorious returning of the Lord. They are the holy ones. They are the ones who has the restoration of the truth of the early churches. The ones who can um, lift up the full glory by the worship. Why? Because they are the remnants. And as you guys all know, and we have not passed this 25 years easily. Of course, we have not strived or put our effort or something like that. But, but, but God allowed his grace to be with us through these 25 years. It was never a simple moment. We cannot boast about this because it was not because uh, done by our own effort. But through this amazing process, God brought us here. This is the time that God will bring his final touch upon us. And we are facing toward this uh, time of completion. You should receive God's will through this. And just like Joel and many prophets have prophesied, this is time that the remnants will gather together. So Apostle Paul in Revelation 11, he prophesied about the two lampstand, lampstand. Just like that, two churches of the, the remnants will, will unite. All the remnants in the world, they are shaking. They are rising up. This is the season. So God will bring together these remnants. What else he's saying? I will bring them together like sheep in a pen. And this ship is uh, referring to referring to Israelites, and to the Gentiles is referring to the church. 
like a flock in its pasture, the place will throng with people. So just like the green pasture, God will uh, um, gather all those remnants in the place. So, so the place will throng with people. People will be surprised. How can these kind of people be prepared in this end time? The people who can face and confront this Antichrist at the end time. Last 20 years, we've been preparing this. Pastor Lee Soo Young, after he finishes his, his degree and when Dr. Judy comes back, we will begin fighting this battle of truth. And this murder team will, will prepare well. All these 25 years, we've been raising this truth, and time for proclaiming this truth will begin. World will shake. <laughs> I need to survive long enough to do that. The world will shake after the Jerusalem conference. God will bring us to the front line of the history. Season, the season has come. Lastly, verse 13. The one who breaks open the way will go up before them. The one who opened the way is like the, the voice in the wilderness, just like the voice of the wilderness in the book of Isaiah. The ones who are preparing the way of the Lord. They will break through the gate and go out. They will um, go to the kingdom of victory. And they are going out there. And what are the what's the image of these people going out? Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. So the remnants are going on their path. Who's in the front? The king. Our king Jesus himself will lead us in the front. So who are the remnants? The ones who are following Jesus the king. All we need to do is to follow Jesus. So what is God's will? to raise the remnants, to gather the remnants. Just like this flock of sheep, he is feeding his sheep in a green pasture, and Jesus himself is leading us in the front. The king himself is leading us. All we need to do is to follow him. This kind of restoration will happen. Now is that season. And after this season is over, we'll see the glorious churches who will be separated completely from Babylon. How long will we, will we spend that season? But that season will not be that long. We are entering into that glorious season. Amen. I'm already feeling this. The world is already shaking. God is shaking everything. In this Israel conference will be the climax of the season. Amen? The people, the church members who are going there, the people who are staying here for the intercession, it will be a great time for you. Amen? Let's pray.